developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. I'm Beckler. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Um, I don't, I'm finding this week to be difficult in terms of gathering stuff to talk about. Normally, you know, I had five, four days off last weekend. Normally, I come back after four days off brimming with stuff to talk about, and yesterday was fine. Today was today felt a little thinner. Tomorrow could be interesting. Uh, there's just nothing really happening at this time of year. I think lots of people are on vacation, and that includes probably the newsrooms and stuff too. And oftentimes, you know, the news, our content is generated from news stories and stuff. Um, there was a big story in the news yesterday. The prime minister and his wife are splitting up, so we do talk about that on the show today. Uh, my wife McKenna is here with her news, although she's not in person. I asked her if she wanted to come on and read it, and I don't know if she was nervous or she's like, "I like it when you read it," but I was like, "I think people want to hear from you." So next time she does news, maybe I'll twist her arm and see if she can get in here. Also, you might hear from my kids on tomorrow's show. Uh, I think I have to bring them in with me for the last part of my show, just because, well, out of necessity, actually. McKenna's working, I'm working, we got nobody to watch them. But they're at an age where they can, like, you know, probably sit there and not be too disruptive, as long as they're not scrapping with each, <laughs> with each other. You never know, though. You might hear that. Maybe I'll bring them on the air once or twice, too, see what they're up to. Um, they're both big listeners of the podcast. They'd probably be thrilled to be on here. Is that okay? Sticky situation? Bring your kids in for an hour or two? I mean, in our building, it seems like half of the people who come to work with their dogs. So, is this that much different? I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Don Cherry makes an appearance today. Another thing you can't look cool doing. And we'll body up some songs after your out-of-context clip. Rural town up in arms over depiction and summer blockbuster cow f- This is exceptionally dumb, but I've taken a few more body songs and fixed them. Bodied a few more songs, uh, shall we say? Like, this song was big a few years ago in the top 40 scene. Body. That is how you pronounce the word body, or this one, which was massive in when I was a youngster. Body. 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 Way better, way better. Uh, last time I did, did this, a few friends reached out and said, you missed a really obvious one. So we've remedied that here as well. Bodies. 
podcast. I suppose you could chalk this one up under our segment, What Are You Grateful For? Uh, but yesterday, I told you yesterday on the way into work, I got a flat tire. And that's always a pain in the ass, right? You're never like, hey, I hope I get a flat today. And it's already kind of a busy week with Shauna on holidays. It's, but I was thinking, okay, you could, I could be irritated by this, which is definitely my tendency to get irritated, have a bit of a schmelty, and then get to work. But I was like, okay, what if I just skip the schmelty? You know, like this doesn't change. I, if I get angry, it doesn't change what needs to be done to resolve the situation. So I was like, I'll try, I'll try to find the positives in an otherwise inconvenient situation. Uh, and as far as circumstances in which one could get a flat tire go, this one wasn't too bad. Like it was a nice day yesterday. I managed to get to a parking lot. I didn't have to change the tire on a busy road. That's nice. I wasn't wearing nice clothes that were going to get ruined by, you know, digging around under the vehicle. My wife, McKenna, wasn't working, so it was easy to get to and from the tire shop to get it repaired. I had nowhere I had to be yesterday, so I wasn't, like, in a hurry to go pick the kids up with a flat tire or anything like that. And to top it all off, the tire shop called back, and they're like, yeah, the tire can't be repaired, but it's under warranty, so it cost me almost next to nothing to be fixed. I mean, all in all, that's about as good as a flat tire could go, right? I could be... I could have to change a flat on the side of Stony in the winter time with an appointment that I got to be at. That'd be much worse. So, pretty good time to get a flat, actually. Also, um, the parking lot where I was changing the tire down here, where I parked, where I was parked, it's frequented by some, shall we say, colorful downtown characters. And I was kind of like, oh man, I got to change this tire right in front of a big group of them. Like, I hope nobody tries to give me any trouble. But then two of them got into a fist fight. And that kind of took away any attention that would have been on me. So, you know, gratitude. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. When Shauna's is away, sometimes my wife contributes to the show, my wife McKenna, with her version of the X929 news, which I will dispense now. McKenna's X929 news. I like to read it word for word, too. Hello, everyone. It's me. I'm back. I haven't done a news in a long time, so we definitely have some things to catch up on. Here's the latest goss. That means gossip. Okay, let's talk the Barbie movie that came out in theaters on July 21st. Did everyone see it? Do we hate it? Do we love it? I went to it with a bunch of girlfriends last night, and we had some mixed reactions. One friend said she was planning on taking her daughter to it on the weekend, but after seeing it, she decided not to. I find most people are saying they think their kids would enjoy the first 45 minutes of it, and then after that, maybe not follow the story like as well. I, being a 30-year-old woman, really enjoyed it. The first half was cool to see how Barbie would be in real life, especially all the accessories and dollhouses that I grew up playing with. It was also fun to see the discontinued Barbies that they added into the film, such as Pregnant Barbie, a.k.a. Mitch. We were with one of our friends who's pregnant right now and decided she will now be known as Mitch. All in all, I thought the messaging was great in it. Would I see it again? No, but definitely worth a first watch. And Ken, oh my goodness, Ken, I could watch him all day. I feel like I could talk on and on about the Barbie movie, but we must move on. Okay, let's talk style. The baggy pant is now back in, and in a big way. I work retail at an athletic store, and it's crazy to see how many styles are coming into our store that are just a massive bottom. I get it, comfort. I, however, do not have an ass to fill out such pants. 
I did purchase a pair a while back, and while I usually wear tight pants, I decided to give them a try. So I walk into work, and the first thing a coworker says to me is, McKenna, you really don't have a bum. That was the last time I ever wore those pants again, because at least in a tight pant, I have a bit of a bum. Moral of the story is, if you have a dump truck, all the power to you. You can probably pull them off way better than I can. <sighs> Moving on here. So what's everyone eating this summer? <laughs> can we also talk about the dinghies that look like donuts that are everywhere right now? We live in a lake community, and I've also floated the river several times this year, and I swear all I see anytime we go near water is those donut-looking things. I get it. They are fun-looking, but I also love donuts, and it just makes me want to eat one anytime I see those. And now you are informed, I guess. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and his wife, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, uh, are split. They announced yesterday on Instagram that they're going their separate ways after 18 years of marriage. I'll be honest with you, I don't have any jokes about this, mostly because I don't find divorce to be funny, you know? I know, like, his his staunchest critics are going to be dunking on him for this, but, I mean, I just think like, the family has three kids who now have to go through a separation, which is always a challenging time for a family. I think no matter how you feel about Justin Trudeau, as a person or as a politician, like we all want to see marriages last and we want to see families stay together and stay strong if possible. My wife McKenna asked me yesterday when we were talking about this and she said, well, this hurt his chances of reelection. And I said that I didn't think it would mostly because, you know, separation divorce is quite common nowadays. And I think the people who oppose it probably weren't voting for him anyway. I'm thinking like if, you know, if you're really strongly against divorce or separation, probably on religious grounds, maybe. And I doubt those people are making up the bulk of his base. Um, and The latest numbers from 338 show the Conservatives with a massive lead. Um, so I'm, I'm sure the stress along of, of that, along with just like the regular stress of living such a public life, of, of having a high-pressure job and having your family in the spotlight and everything that comes along with that, I, I mean, that could put strain on even the strongest marriages. So I'm sure that contributed. But, I mean, the party is hurting right now. I was thinking, like, unless there's a scandal behind the separation, which there doesn't seem to be any indication of, I don't see that that hurting the party any worse than they're hurting right now. And, I mean, if there was a scandal in the marriage... Thus far, Justin Trudeau seems to be fairly immune to those, too. The and Shauna Podcast. It's fairly unusual for a politician's marriage to end while they're still in office. In fact, in terms of Canadian prime ministers, uh, Trudeau is only the second prime minister to get separated while still serving in office. The first, the only other one, was Pierre Trudeau, who separated from... Margaret in 1977 and they got divorced in 1984. So typically even if a marriage is on the rocks, I think just for the optics of it, just for electability um, and for the stability of the government, they stick it out until the, the politician is, is out of office, is out of the public eye. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to do that, that's just kind of been the precedent so far. And I'm also speaking about all this as if Trudeau will run again. I, we don't necessarily know that's the case. His friend of the show, Rob, pointed out. Rob thinks that he's going to call a snap election and decide not to run. Thing is, who do the Liberals run instead of Trudeau? Would it be Christian Freeland, or does she carry as much baggage as he does? I know the name Mark Carney has been tossed around a lot, but up until now, Carney hasn't given any indication that he would run. So I don't know, but I... 
Man, if you look at like the, the polling numbers, and I know they're just polls and we're still a ways away from an election, but I don't see how Justin Trudeau could get elected again. Although, you know, I've thought that before. Um, like when you just, regardless of how much of it you think is, is his responsibility or, you know, factors beyond his control, how many Canadians do you think would say they are better off now than they were 10 years ago? You know, that the, the situation in Canada is better now than it was 10 years ago. You could maybe make some, you know, some fringe arguments like, okay, well, this, this aspect of Canadian life is better. But like as a whole, I think more people are having a harder time now than they were 10 years ago. And again, whether you lay that blame at his feet or somewhere else, oftentimes the government that's in power wears that, you know? So, I don't know. Then again, I have a Western perspective on this, so... The Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes offers paired homes, 1,624 square feet, large bedrooms, next level soundproofing. Do you think a divorced couple has ever lived on either side of a paired home? Like bought a duplex together and <laughs> sold the house they were living in, bought a duplex together, and then just like lived on either side of the duplex? I'm sure it's happened. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? It's like it's it's basically like just putting up a wall, putting a wall down the middle of your house to be like, that's your side, this is my side. But if you did it with a duplex, I mean, the kids wouldn't, like, they could, they could have their rooms, they wouldn't need to come and go. It could work. And Shane Holmes is willing to work with you, whatever your situation. ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I have a couple more things for our list of things that you can't look cool while doing. This list is growing all the time. Uh, this one's from friend of the show, Sherry. She said, I did this myself and people laughed. It's walking barefoot on rocks when your feet aren't used to it. The hobbling, losing balance, the pain, the cursing, the awkward steps while trying to avoid the pain and moving way slower than planned. It's impossible to look cool. That's true. If you've ever tried to cross like a shallow riverbed and you don't have shoes on and the rocks are sharp, you're just not going to look very cool doing that because it take, takes so much focus. Just like make sure your feet are planted in the right place and that the, the current doesn't sweep you off your feet, at which point you're really not looking cool if you fall in the drink. So that's a good one, Sherry. I like that. Uh, here's another one I thought of. You can't look cool while stuck in an intersection. When you misjudge how many vehicles will get through on a light and then the light changes, I think it's happened to almost everyone. And it's the worst feeling in the whole world. So if you put this one through what I call the Lenny Kravitz test, could Lenny Kravitz look cool doing this? Absolutely not. Like Lenny could be, he could be looking his very coolest, you know, in a beautiful Cadillac. But if he's stuck in the intersection blocking through traffic, he is going to sweat right through those leather pants. Not even he could play that cool. Other drivers would be like, hey, nice one, rock star. Move your ass. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I came. I don't know if this was sent to me or I just came across it online, but it's a compilation of Don Cherry butchering NHL players' names for like 40 seconds. Let's just go through it together here because it's so good. First of all, let's see the goal that tied it to Zinkel. Watch this here. Terse Watch, goal. Yeah, it's close enough. And here's Oliver Lawson Tossum. I, I just love this guy. And here's Grub Budskin. Remember we had him the prospect game? Watch this here. What's his name? Zakharov or something? Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov. Same thing. Uh, look at the suit. Beautiful suit. John Masserol. Max Pacioretty. Let me tell you, Pac Factor. Let me sky. Got five shorthanded goals. Look at this here. The kid. 
Yamanoko, side title. Leon this Dreisler. guy is unbelievable. 87%. Well, I don't know why he wasn't playing with Deitzel uh, before that because he's got the magic hand. <laughs> like, it's almost like he's doing it on purpose, isn't it? <laughs> Oliver Lawson Dawson. How do you get that? Anyway, I wanted to add a few of my own to this. Uh... Demi Panini there. Not did the catch a club the way he plays. Ah, Marco Rin 10-10. Look at this there, Morris signing. I love this guy. This is Tim Schnitzel. Uh, Captain of Nashville, what's his name? Roman Yola. Oh, look at this, Mika. He's been a bad there. Uh, you need a veteran like Kanze Opatar up front. Andre Vasilinski. Oh, they traded for Tyler Toffee Podcast. Well, as of yesterday, I believe, the parent company for Facebook and Instagram, Meta, has started blocking news on their platforms for Canadian users. This is, of course, in response to the federal government's Bill C-18, which is also called the Online News Act, because they want these platforms like Facebook and Google to pay news outlets for hosting their stuff. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I don't use Instagram for news, really, so I haven't noticed a change yet, but maybe you have, or maybe you will soon. Like, I wonder what happens if you go on Facebook right now and try to share, you know, a link to a Calgary Herald article. Does it just, like, does it get a warning message? Does it not let you post that? I wonder what that looks like. Anyway, uh, I thought we should probably say a few words in eulogy for the end of news on Facebook. We are gathered here today to remember news stories on Facebook and Google, although Google hasn't announced they're going to do this yet. They said they're going to start doing it. They haven't rolled it out yet. In the early days of Facebook, there was no news. We wrote on walls, posted photos, and poked each other. But that changed when links were introduced. People shared links to articles and news outlets. Some people shared a lot of links. Within the Facebook feed, all articles looked the same, meaning a headline from Reuters appeared as legitimate as one from Hustlers.com. Gullible friends fell for satirical stories. Reputable outlets lowered themselves to writing clickbait headlines. And comment sections overflowed with people telling each other to educate themselves. But alas, news on Facebook and soon Google is to be no more. At least here in Canada. And I'm, just, I'm actually just realizing now that this means we won't be able to search older news stories on Google anymore. Like, what the hell? I use that feature every day. Like, forget the news on Facebook. I don't care. How do we search news and news archives now? How do we go back to verify what happened or what was said? I'm kind of pissed off. Too pissed to sing. I don't want to sing. Too pissed to sing. That's for sure. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is a bunch of BS. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Hey, this is pretty wild. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts yesterday. It's called The Gist with Mike Pesca. And he was interviewing a dude who wrote a book about AI. And there are so many of the podcasts I listen to, there's so many to AI topics that come up, and it's not a, a topic I'm especially interested in, so I almost didn't listen to this one, but I had some time to kill, so I clicked it, and some things came up in this interview that really caught my ear. So he was interviewing a guy named Simon Rich. Now, Simon Rich is a comedy writer, and he's written a book about AI. It's called I Am Code and Artificial Intelligence Speaks. And he talks in this book about how he was given access to a program before ChatGPT, which is the one that you're probably most familiar with, um, that's much, much stronger. He said it's because he's 
he's like childhood friends with one of the guys who worked on the development team and he was given this like beta version of a program called Code Da Vinci 2 and it's supposed to be way better, way more powerful than Chad GPT. I mean, have you played around with Chad GPT at all? I did a little bit and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but I don't really know like what I would use it for right now. Um, one of the things that Chat GPT is not good at, if you have fiddled around with the program, is humor. It's good at like writing uh, like an ad for a used car or something like that, you know, a short bio, something fairly dry. But the program doesn't have any personality. Like it's not funny. It's not really that creative. So the author wanted to see if this stronger program, this Code Da Vinci 2, which he had access to, could be funny because he's a comedy writer. So he got this program to write some Onion-style satirical headlines, and then he read one AI headline and one real headline to see if we could tell the difference. And I have those here. This is him reading it from the podcast. Are you ready? So here's headline one. Story of woman who rescues shelter dog with severely matted fur will inspire you to open a new tab and visit another website. So that's pretty funny. Uh, here's headline number two. Rural town up in arms over depiction in summer blockbuster cow f <laughs> Also very funny. Here's the thing. Both of those satirical headlines were written by AI. They were both written by this Code Da Vinci 2. Now, the th he had a theory on why ChatGPT is bad at humor and why it's not so creative. And he thinks it might be on purpose. Because he said the company who developed ChatGPT hired people in the developing world to go through and take out anything that might be the least bit edgy or offensive or anything because a dry and inoffensive AI is much more valuable in the corporate world than an AI that's always cracking jokes and being super creative. And that makes sense when you think about it. So it's not that AI hasn't reached the point where it can be creative, where it can be funny, you know, where it could write, say, a movie script. It's that they don't want the first widely available AI to do that because they don't want to scare off the potential corporate buyers, the, the, the big, big money buyers, if you're trying to sell the program. So that's kind of a, a scary thought, because up until now, I know there are like radio stations and stuff that are using AI for certain things, and I haven't really felt that threatened by it, because I've never seen AI do anything that I thought was all that creative. But this, this program called Code Da Vinci 2, which is way more powerful than ChatGPT and can be funny. And apparently there's an even stronger one called Base 4. Well, that does make me a little nervous. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Got a Terry of the Month nominee from front of the show, Danielle. I'll just read you her message here. She said, I just did the tourist road trip up to Jasper with my friend from California. And it's his first time in Canada, so of course, of course we're talking accents and stereotypes. And I'm trying to explain what a Terry is. And I'm mentioning the Terry of the Month nominations from the show. We pull up to one of the viewpoints on the Icefields Parkway. There's a truck next to us, and Terry is standing out front smoking a dart. His old lady's in the car with her feet up, windows down. Doesn't even look like he's here for the view. He just needed a smoke break. Terry turns to walk around the truck, and I see his shirt. Save water, drink beer. Classic Terry. I couldn't have asked for a better example, and now my Cali friend knows exactly who Terry is. So I would say, yes, Icefield Parkways, Terry, is a good nominee for Terry of the Month. That's the thing, too, is like, if you grow up around here, you know, if you, I think it's probably true right across Canada, but I think especially in Alberta, if you grow up around here, like, these Terrys are just kind of, you know, part of the background of your lives. They're just like people, they're, they're your dad's buddy, they're your uncle, there's people you know, and maybe you don't realize quite how funny they are until you, like, 
take a step back and look and be like, oh yeah, that guy does and says some pretty wild stuff because he's a Terry. So, I mean, how great. How great that there was a Terry well-positioned at this rest stop on the ice-filled parkways uh, for this visitor from California to see firsthand. Now they know what a Terry is. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.